Hi, welcome to Come Follow Me with Brie, episode 83, I Believe in Christ. Happy Easter week. I am so excited for this week. I hope, (laughs) I guess I should say something stronger than hope because I'm ultimately in charge of my own actions, that I make this week a special week for my family and for my children and that I really incorporate Jesus Christ into our Easter and that it's not just all about Easter eggs and Easter bunny. This week is dedicated to remembering the miracle of the Son of God, the incredible miracle of His life, atonement, death, and resurrection. This miracle has captured the hearts of people throughout the history of the world, captured the hearts of those before He was born, before they even truly understand who He would be and what He would do. They could just feel the truth that they needed a deliverer in this hard, often cruel world. And he's captured the hearts of those born during and after his life, feeling the same thing that those who came before felt, a feeling that they needed him and that we all need him. We are intimately and deeply connected with the people that we have been reading about in the Old Testament. We are intimately and deeply connected with the people that we read about in the New Testament, the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants. And that connection is that we share a love of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, my goal today is to tell you why I am here, why I am here every week. And it is the entire reason, and it's the same reason that you are here. I love the Savior. I love Him with my whole heart, and He loves me. The atonement and resurrection of our Savior is an unconditional gift to the human family. Every one of our Father in Heaven's children ever born on the earth has the opportunity to access a clean slate. Every single one of us will be resurrected with a perfect, immortal body, spirit and body forever joined. And with the exception of very, very few, no matter how we lived, we will live in a kingdom of glory, a place that defies description. What an unimaginable gift! What a loving and kind Father in Heaven to have created such a merciful plan. How much He must love us. And even more incredibly, He has given us the opportunity to take part in the full, complete expression of that love. Eternal life. To live as He lives. Resurrected, glorious to be a being of pure love and power, to have eternal posterity through which this power of creation will give us joy that can only be attained through righteousness, a purity that is only possible because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. And in that eternal life, possessing an enabling body that is only possible because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. President Nelson said in his talk called Divine Love, The resplendent bouquet of God's love, including eternal life, includes blessings for which we must qualify. Divine love is perfect, infinite, enduring, and universal. The full flower of divine love and our greatest blessings from that love are conditional, predicated upon our obedience to eternal law. This eternal life has been the dream of all the believing throughout the history of the world and is still our dream today to live forever with our Lord, having done all that he's asked of us. You have a connection with Moses who stood on holy ground listening to the Lord personally tell him that he is the Son of God. You have a connection with Enoch 
who spoke with the power of Jehovah to the fear and dread of the enemies of Zion. You have a connection with valiant Joseph, who stayed true to the Lord through betrayal and trial and temptation. You have a connection with the original twelve apostles who died testifying of the mortal man Jesus Christ, who beckoned they follow him. You have a connection with Mary, who sat weeping at the tomb. You have a connection with Abinadi, who refused to die before testifying of Jesus Christ. You have a connection with Moroni, who faithfully trusted in the Lord as he watched his people destroy themselves, and then ensured that we would have the testimony of his people in the Book of Mormon. You have a connection with the prophet Joseph Smith, who found solace in his final moments in the Book of Mormon. You have a connection with President Nelson, our powerful 96-year-old loved prophet. You have a connection to me and to everyone listening to this podcast. And that connection is he whose birth was looked forward to for thousands of years, and he who has been honored and mocked for thousands of years after, our Savior, the great and last sacrifice, Jesus Christ. We all have a love for our Savior that unites us in a more profound way than culture or time ever could. But more powerful than the connection that we have through our love for he who will save us is that love that he and our Heavenly Father has for us. And in this case, I don't mean a love just for those who believe, but a pure love for the entire human family. We are all connected in that way. And it is through this love that the plan of happiness was born. A beautiful, glorious part of this great plan provides through the atonement for the resurrection of all of his children. And the first resurrection was our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you even imagine being there? Being Mary seeing our Lord glorious and resurrected after she had seen him beaten, broken, and crucified. John chapter 20. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone was taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth, and cometh to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and that other disciple came to the sepulchre. So they both ran together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulchre. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again unto their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulchre weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre, and seeth two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus hath lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? And she saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back, and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself, and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, 
and your Father, and to my God and your God? Do we sometimes weep hopelessly, like Mary, even while being surrounded by angels, and while in the company of our Lord, not knowing it? I know that we have all been there, maybe for a moment and maybe for a long stretch of time. But what I can tell you, that you are not there now. Because though you might be weeping, you are not weeping hopelessly. By being here, you are reaching for the Savior. And that reaching is full of hope. The result of faith in Jesus Christ is hope, no matter how small. You cannot be hopeless while you have faith in Jesus Christ. And the result of a glorious, full conversion to the gospel of Jesus Christ is a great dispersion of that hopelessness. It doesn't mean that the weeping will never happen. The Lord himself weeps over the rebellion and the pain of his children. But our weeping can be through him full of hope and confidence. Hope in a more perfect plan for our life than we could plan for ourselves or for our loved ones. Confidence that he has it all in his hands. That nothing has truly gone wrong. That all the suffering in this life will be used for our good. I testify that Jesus Christ lives. He, in this moment, feels, breathes, moves, and is working to fulfill all his promises. He will come again to the earth to be our perfect and supreme king. Remember, whether he comes in your mortal lifetime or not, you will see him with your own eyes, touch him with your hands, and hopefully through your righteousness will be filled with the most tremendous awe and wonder and excitement and you will joyfully see his face and wash his feet with your tears. We all have the wonderful privilege of dedicating our lives to him, of testifying of him. We have the opportunity to spend the precious time that we have been given helping others remember who they are and who loves them. This Holy Week, dedicate it to strengthening your testimony of him and sharing that testimony with everyone around you. There is nothing kinder Nothing more loving than helping others come to Jesus, who can take their burdens and calm their fears. What better gift could you give yourself and help other people reach than to get to a point where you can say, I believe in Christ, so come what may. He is my King. I hope to spend my life in His service, doing whatever He asks of me, so that I and my family and anyone he gives me the opportunity to influence can find life, true life, eternal life with our families, with our Savior, and with our God. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.